Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. In the last episode, I share some tools to learn how to learn better and to study better. I find this crucial to keep growing and improving, especially now because the world is changing so fast. We need to speed up our learning curve and be more efficient at that. Now, as the title suggests, sometimes improvement happens by doing nothing. Do you think that's possible? Well, stay with me through this episode and you will find out. As I write this episode, I am in Costa Rica for a family reunion. Every country has its own traditions, a way of doing things. And one that is very different from Spain, where I'm from, is how they handle the toilet paper. Yes, I'm getting into dirty matters. I don't seem to find a unique answer about why they do it the way they do it, because they don't throw the toilet paper in the toilet but rather in bins. Some experts say it's because the country's plumbing was never built to accommodate excessive amounts of toilet paper and many systems are septic or composting. Others say that the reason is to be more nature conscious and use less processing power and chemicals to treat the water as cellulose don't decompose as easy as it is thought. I'm not sure why I couldn't find like one answer, but you'll find but you'll find toilet paper bins in every bathroom all over the country, whether it's private or in hotels or in restaurants. So as they say, do the right thing and pop it in the bin. Now, I'm not used to that. So I have to consciously think about doing these differently because it's a habit that I've been doing for many, many years. <laughs> and it can be more simple. Pop it in the bin, the toilet paper. But I observe myself over and over forgetting about doing it unless I'm fully thinking about it and my mind is not occupied thinking about something else or wondering. If my mind is wondering, I'm not popping it in the bin. And this got me thinking about how when something is so ingrained in us, it takes effort, takes being conscious about it to change even wanting to change. And we can forget that because learning is a habit that many aren't even conscious about. So improving it and improving anything for that matter needs all of you or a big part of you paying attention and setting systems to support that change. When wanting to change things and improve one's own method of doing things, we default to our old patterns. So the phrase from Archilocus, we don't raise to the level of our expectations, we fall to the level of our training, makes total sense here. So important and helpful steps when learning something new are being conscious when you want to learn something new and having the patience to keep on going until that new habit, that new knowledge becomes your present level of training. Now, I used to think that we learn when we are studying, and that is the moment when learning really happens. And it seems that that is not exactly how it happens. Learning is a two-stage process. 
particularly delivered learning, which is what happens as adults. While children passively learn new information, as adults, we require delivered learning, which requires phase one, which is conscious effort, active engagement, and focus. At that point, the brain releases neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine, and acetylcholine, which plays a vital role in triggering neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to change in response to experiences. Acetylcholine, primarily originating from neurons in the brain stem and basal forebrain, acts as a highlighter, marking specific neural connections that have the potential to become stronger. For example, when learning a second language, the release of acetylcholine increases in brain regions involved in enunciation and comprehension, marking them for potential changes later. Just take note of this. However, the actual rewiring of the nervous system occurs during states of deep rest or sleep-like states. Neuroplasticity is a process that involves active engagement and encoding of information, followed by deep relaxation. This deep relaxation is best achieved through deep sleep, typically happens during the night after learning. As I learned from Andy Huberman, studies published in Cell Reports have shown that if individuals who take a 20-minute nap within four hours of learning or engage in a non-sleep deep rest protocol, NSDR, learn much faster. And this is because the brain rewires at a significantly accelerated rate during these periods. The brain is doing a replay of the learned material during these deep sleeps or rest deep sleeps or NSDRs, which promotes the consolidation of the information learned, allowing for more effective encoding and retention. To optimize learning at any age, it is crucial to bring first Focus attention and active engagement to the learning process. And then second, the encoding of information should be followed by deep rest as quickly as possible. So this 20-minute nap or NSDR, non-sleep deep rest protocols, should be practiced within the first hour to four hours after triggering the learning process. NSDR, non-sleep deep rest protocols, are methodologies that aim to provide deep and restorative rest to the body and mind without the need for sleep. These protocols focus on inducing a state of deep relaxation and mental calm similar to the benefits of sleep, but without the need for extended period of sleep like the night sleep that takes hopefully eight hours. NSDR protocols can include various techniques or practices such as meditation, conscious breathing, progressive muscle relaxation, visualizations, listening to relaxing music, among other things. And the goal is to promote a conscious disconnection from the external environment and provide the body and mind with a time for rest and recovery. These NSDR protocols can be used as alternatives also to recharge energy, to reduce stress, to improve mood, to enhance concentration and mental clarity and promote an overall balance between the body and the mind. Each protocol can be adapted and personalized according to the, your individual preferences and needs. And there are many videos in YouTube that has these NSDR protocols, visualizations, relaxations, music that you can use to do these 20 minutes, 10, minimum 10, but 10 to 20 minute rest 
so that you can integrate and you can have this second phase of the learning part. Then there's another tip that you can use also to further improve the learning, which is incorporating small gaps during the learning phase by randomly introducing 10 second gaps during the periods of intense learning, the brain experiences rapid replays of neural sequences and accelerated speed. This increased repetition aids in the consolidation and rewiring of neural circuits, leading to enhanced learning outcomes. These breaks allow the brain to idle, providing an opportunity for neural replays and increased learning effectiveness. Additionally, these breaks should be taken at random intervals rather than on a regular schedule. While individuals vary in their optimal focus duration, it is generally recommended to take breaks after more or less 90 minutes of focus learning. This is where Pomodoro Technique is very useful, setting a timer and then taking a break. Normally with the Pomodoro Techniques, you take three sets of 25 minutes and then taking five minute breaks in between these sets and then 15 minutes break or this the longer 10 to 20 minute break with an NSDR protocol. But depending on what I have to do, learn or work on, I might go 90 minutes straight and then take a pause. There are many, many apps to help you track your time. I use one Pomodoro that is called BeFocus. Successful individuals across many domains, be it in business, academia, sports, exhibit a skill in regulating the balance between focus and relaxation. They understand the importance of deliberate engagement and disengagement, allowing for optimal learning and neural rewiring. In summary, the process of learning involves a trigger phase of active engagement and encoding phase one, followed by a relaxation phase for neural rewiring, phase two. By bringing focused attention and active engagement to the learning process and ensuring deep rest through sleep or the NSDR protocols, we can optimize our learning capabilities and promote neuroplasticity. Balancing focus and relaxation, as well as incorporating gap learning effects, can further enhance learning outcomes and contribute to overall success in various areas of our life. So, deep sleep and random 10-second gaps are the most powerful tools for wiring the nervous system and consolidating information learned. It can boost learning effectiveness Getting sufficient sleep is crucial for optimal learning and encoding of information. So paying attention to your sleep is important and adopting these 10-second gaps and the NSDR protocols can help tremendously your learning speed and effectiveness. So how do I integrate all of this? Well, when I'm learning something new, I use all the tools that I mentioned in episode 124, starting with a question, doing cognitive rescue, cognitive gossiping, and using questions to retrieve the information. Plus, I set a timer for three sets of 25 minutes. Every 25 minutes, I take a five-minute break. Get up, walk, move. If I can go to the balcony, look out and do nothing. I don't go to my phone. I don't check anything unless there's something that I absolutely cannot avoid. I try to not touch the phone, not get any notifications, or I will go down that rabbit hole, that black hole. Then every now and then I take 10 seconds of doing also nothing, which in my case is looking at the horizon. 
And I look at the horizon because when you look far away, you relax your eye muscles. And so if I'm studying, I'm usually with a book or in front of the computer, which means I'm straining my eyes, I'm making my eyes tired. So my 10 seconds are just looking at the horizon. And then after 90 minutes, I do another cognitive recall. I write down the main points I want to retain. And then after that, I will work on interleaving, meaning mixing learning similar things. And once I've done that chunk of learning, I might go into space repetition. And I will do space repetition, as the name says, and I explained this in episode 124, over a period of time. I will schedule in my calendar when I'm going to go through this content again. My system is evolving. It's not perfect. There's still lots of room for improvement. I'm just getting little by little better at that. So remember to do nothing <laughs> to learn and remember more. Don't you love that? There is a quote that I love from Henry Ford that says, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. As I always say, experiment with different approaches and find what works best for you. Pick at least one thing to start practicing in your next learning process. What is that going to be? What would you start applying to your way of learning that you think will help you. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, what are you waiting for? You have so many platforms to choose from. Or maybe you can subscribe to all of the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Teacher, Audible, Google Podcasts, Deezer. And you can also leave us a review on Podcasts from Apple and five stars if you think we deserve it. Remember that you can also support this podcast in our account at patreon.com forward slash change makers where you can support it on three levels i will always leave the link in the episode notes this will help us continue to grow if you're interested in going deeper into this topic send me a message i love hearing from you if there are other topics you want me covering this podcast don't hesitate to contact me thank you for this shared time Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you're getting tremendous value out of it and that you're learning something new and applying it to your life. A huge, huge hack to you, change maker. Yeah.